Welcome to the Idea Fit Pro Show with your host, Sandy Todd Webster. Welcome, everyone, and thanks so much for tuning in to the Idea Fit Pro Show. This is Sandy Todd Webster, Ideas Editor in Chief, and your host for the podcast. We are supercharged to bring our content and the amazing talent in this industry to you on a regular basis. We want to open your mind and your career to new ideas and inspiration. Perfect example? Today, I could not be more excited to be speaking with the one, the only, Todd Durkin. This man hardly needs an introduction among fitness pros, but here's a quick overview of his career highlights. Todd is the founder of Fitness Quest 10 here in San Diego. He works with high-profile clients and elite athletes, including more than 75 NFL and 25 MLB players. He was a finalist on the 2016 NBC TV series Strong. He holds a coveted spot on the Under Armour training team, and he travels around the world for speaking engagements and keynote talks, both inside and outside of the fitness industry. He also reaches more than a quarter million people through his social media feeds, his Dose of Durkin emails, and with his Todd Durkin Impact Show podcast. He was IDEA's 2004 IDEA Personal Trainer of the Year and the 2017 recipient of the IDEA Jack LaLanne Award. Stay with us as you don't want to miss TD's take on a range of topics we'll cover. Buckle up because we're about to shake things loose in here. TD, Todd Durkin in the house. Are you ready? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you have your mind right? <laughs> yeah, I, I hope you're not talking to me because I always got my mind right, Sandy. All right, let's do this then. Let's go. So, um, wow, thank you so much for for carving some time out of your day to spend with me and to to just catch up on stuff. It's been it's been a while since I I saw you. It has been a long time. Yeah, I, I think the last time was um, watching you. I wasn't even there in person, but you came in and did your world keynote with, or the you know the exit keynote with your chains on, yeah. and it was yeah. very very dramatic. That was July 2020, July 2020, Ideal World, and uh, yeah, I came into the headquarters. That was like in the middle of the pandemic. That was in the middle of the depths of despair, and uh, I mean, trainers, coaches, heck, the whole world for that matter was literally fighting for every single thing to uh, find a glimmer of hope, motivation, inspiration. So I dug down deep in that one. You did. It was fabulous. And I think we have it recorded somewhere. So if you missed it, <laughs> make sure you dive in and go look at it because it's it's fantastic. I wanted to start our chat today by, um, by reminiscing a little bit with mm. you. Um, I have a few really great personal memories of you that make me smile whenever I think okay. of them. All right. Um, so I'll just launch in um, and, and hopefully you remember some of these, but um, I have, I have three and I'll go quick. Mm. So probably October, 2009, um, I was headed to Orlando for what we then called the um, idea personal trainer summit, which we call personal trainer Institute now. And mm -hmm. it used to be in the, the autumn and now it's in, in the spring. But um, I wasn't really paying attention at all when they were loading the plane. I had my head down. I was reading or doing whatever I was doing. And um, at some point, I remember looking up and seeing 
these massive shoulders in front of me, the, the chair right in front of me on the plane. Yeah. Lean back all the way. <laughs> and, and no, exactly. I remember thinking, whoa, big dude, he's going to need to lean back at some point during this flight. So just be ready. And so um, about an hour or so into the flight, big dude right in front of me reaches back and drops a crumpled piece of paper on my, my tray table. Uh-oh. And I was like, what the heck? And so I open up the note and I, I read it and there's this little scrawl in there and it says something really corny, corny, like, hey, good looking, what you got cooking? And I was like, I was like, who does this guy think he is? <laughs> I still had no idea it was you. And then all of a sudden you, I see your big smiling mug turn around and just like, <laughs> ah! you know, like right in my face. And so that that just cracks me up, that memory, oh, man. because I had That's no funny. cognizance that it was you until you turned around. That's funny. That's so that's funny. that's one. These are all from the same trip. Um, so okay, you, right. you, you and I ended up having lunch in Houston for our connector before we caught the connector to Orlando. And then we got back on the plane and you were like, you know, Mama Durkin, my mom is picking me up at the airport and you're coming with us. And I was like, no, I don't want to impose. I was arguing the whole thing. And um, so, of course... Mama Durkin shows up and here's your teeny tiny mom mm. in her teeny tiny Chevette with all of our luggage and us, big dude and me and all of our luggage. And I honestly did not think we were all going to fit in the car. It was like a clown car going to Absolutely. our hotel, but um, really fun and funny. And um, so that's another from the well, same Mama trip. Durkin loves a party. There's no doubt. Mama Durkin loves a party. And uh, she's she, still to this day, like, How's Sandy doing? You know? <laughs> like she remembers, she remembers everything. And, and, uh, anytime I get to go to Orlando for a conference, it's always awesome. Cause mom will show up to that conference and she's like, I don't understand what you do, but it's a lot of fun. Because <laughs> <laughs> right? everyone loves mama Durkin. So uh, yeah. that's a, that's a good memory, Sandy. Yeah. And so, um, the, the, the final story, same trip, I was, um, all the editors at idea do coverage rounds when we cover mm. events. And so I popped into a boot camp that you were winding up with about 200 attendees. Um, and I'm, I'm to this day, I'm not sure how you even knew it was my birthday, but I walked in and you've got such great body sense and awareness that like you saw me come in and you like stopped what you were doing and you roused the whole room in the most memorable chorus of happy, happy birthday I have ever had. And um, it was magical. I will forever remember that. And um, wow. thank you. Wow. That's a great memory. That's it's, a great memory. It's awesome. What I would do to have that group of 200 people back in a room right now to have a huddle to sing happy birthday. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> right? I the energy. Wanna, I want to hug some people. It's interesting that you say that because so many times in a live event, there'll be something or someone will walk in um, and it, whether it be an event or someone that hasn't seen a class before. And I'll just kind of go with the flow and I'll read the energy. And that specific day was your birthday. And, you know, one's birthday, you feel like the most special thing on earth. And what better way to get serenaded by 200 sweaty, smelling, 
fire breathing <laughs> dragons singing your birthday. Happy birthday to you. So uh, I'm glad that you still remember that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I have, I have a million more, but I, I, mm. we have so much to unpack here that I want to really jump into it now, but that's a really fun start to well, thank you to, for sharing all chat. those. Yeah, of course. Um, so first, you know, mm. kind of the obvious question is I, I want to hear, about what the past year has been for, like for you and for the team at Fitness Quest 10. Um, mm. What has or has not changed because of pandemic? Um, how is your team? How is the business? Um, lay it on me. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because almost as we record this almost a year ago, it was March 18th when, when to me, uh, the world changed and, and we furloughed 42 teammates at Fitness Quest 10. And, um, Looking back, it's interesting because I was in such fight or flight mode that uh, I was immediately thinking, what can I do for the industry, for my team, for our community here in San Diego, that I was already creating a product like within two days of all this happening because I told my team we'd be out two to three weeks. And that's what I said. Mm -hmm. well, we'll be out two to three weeks and then we'll get going again and uh, back to normal. Obviously, that was not the case. Um, and when I reflect upon the last year, man, I get emotional because the energy that went out during the last year has been unlike anything else ever before because I was so mission driven. And this was my this was my mission. Save the world, save the gym, save the gym, save the world, save the world, save the gym. That's all I, I every day, seven days a week, I didn't turn off. And then that's not necessarily a good thing, by the way, uh, because for many months it was like, say Fitness Quest 10, I feel responsible for 42 people's lives that, and put food on the table and for our industry as, as a leader in the industry um, and the people I coach in my mastermind, I felt responsible that I had to have solutions for everybody. And um, when you're in that role, it's seven days a week and nonstop. I wasn't sleeping real well uh, because my mind was always racing about what can I do. And um, it's interesting because I've never probably felt so purpose driven, but I've also never felt so dilapidated of energy. And mm -hmm. I come on and I do my lives. I did 90 days straight live every day at 12 noon seven days a week called the good news network because everything was about bad news and, and COVID-19 people were watching the news all the time. And I'm like this, I'm sick and tired of the news. People need to hear good news. And, and um, it's interesting because navigating the waters just to fast forward um, like everybody else certainly did a lot of soul searching. Um, January 1st, 2021 uh, is our 21st year in business. And wow. there's a lot of soul searching um, that when I reflect upon my, what I do, it's called an annual roadmap and strategic plan every year. And I spend a lot of time on that over the course of December and January every year, really looking at my life in the last three years prior to the pandemic. There was some stuff stirring inside of me about some shifts and changes that I wanted to make um, as a man and, and, and in my career, what I wanted to do to reach more people. And I started to act on those here in January of this year. And um, I'm really, really excited. I mean, as we record this right now in February 21 is... Man, I'm, we're literally under construction. My original studio, I'm creating a, a, a big uh, media center, live event center where we could have live events again, where it's real small and intimate. I can do a lot more media, my podcast, um, and I'm doubling down on the media side. 
And the non-fit pros that I reach, um, the people I do my impact coaching with, I'm going to be doing even a lot more of that in addition to my coaching. Coaching is my future with how I'm going to be able to impact the fitness industry, the training industry, um, doing more coaching, more events. Uh, I know that live events will eventually come around. I feel uh, mentoring is something that, that I really is part of my DNA that I want to do more of. And um, I'm excited. There's a lot of changes going on um, at Fitness Quest 10. Is I always considered it my sanctuary, but I've also changed the structure of Fitness Quest 10. And while I'm still going to train because that's part of the, the things that I love to do, um, I won't be doing as many of the everyday activities um, at Fitness Quest 10. I'll be stepping back from that. I'll be training my athletes and my clients, teaching some classes. I'll still be mentoring and guiding and and, and lending my energy there. But um, I've got some some broader visions as well that I want to impact the world with. Wow, super exciting. So with you stepping back, does that mean more of your teammates will, will step in to take over the, the daily training stuff? So you're maintaining that, that model. You, you personally are just stepping back from it a bit to pursue yep, other things. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, it's now we've got close to 30 teammates out of our 42 that we furlough. We've got about 30 now um, and our business is, is getting back to about 75 percent of what it was. Certainly, like most other trainers or fit pros was in that 40 to 50 percent mark for the better part of nine months. But we've seen a little spike here in the last six weeks. Uh, getting back to it. But half of our team has been with me for 10 years or longer. Mm, amazing. That's, that's pretty amazing miraculous re when you retention. look at it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel real blessed. We've got some great people on the team. And one thing I've noticed is I've always been a believer in trying to grow your team. Always like it, it, whether someone's a career uh, trainer or fitness professional, or they're just going to kind of dabble in it part time is how can I grow them? Well, uh, right now I'm in the process of bringing a, a partner into Fitness Quest 10. Jeff Bristol has been with me for nine years, started at the front desk, became our busiest trainer. I made him the assistant GM three years ago, two years ago, made him the GM. And now I'm bringing him on in a much greater role as a partner with me because um, I believe that I'm going to be spreading my wings and flying way more outside of Fitness Quest 10, as well as inside Fitness Quest 10. And I need someone um, that can really look at the next decade of Fitness Quest 10 and say, I don't want to maintain, I want to get better. And I truly believe this as a leader, in order for Fitness Quest 10 to elevate to another level, it's going to take some new leadership and some new organization. Um, so uh, I'm really excited about some of the changes with our teammates. We've got some growth within about six people inside of Fitness Quest 10 and this new organizational structure that, again, I'm using this time during the pandemic to reorganize so that we can be set for the next decade. Like, what can we do to position our community, our tribe, our people, our brick and mortar and put people in the right places so that we can have sustained greatness? You know, uh, Jim Collins built to last. Um, I want to go beyond just... Todd Durkin was here for 21 years or whatever. Even when I step further back from the business side, I always want to train people. I love training people. When I'm training my clients, I, I don't have a care in the world. Honestly, there's nothing else. Even during the pandemic, when I was training people, literally my home gym, I'd be training a few of my athletes. As long as I'm training people, my heart is, is so on fire and my soul feels just like it's full. I always want to do that. And um, I just know future forward for the next decade, 
I've got to double down on some of the initiatives that I'm working on to really try to make a stake uh, in positively impacting the world. And I can't do both things great. I can't be the kind of leader I need to be at Fitness Quest 10 and really spread my wings uh, in the planet and do what I want to do. So I'm setting everything up around so that I can I can do what I love to do. Well, it sounds like you really made use of the time and got got thought creatively about how to position yourself next and the fact that you're, you know, bringing, bringing some, bringing the talent up to, to yeah. lead as or, I mean, it's, I know, I know Jeff and others on your team have been leading already, mm -hmm. but um, to, to give them, you know, a real stake in it and yeah. um, you know, watch, watch them, watch, step back and see what they can do. I mean, they've got fresh right. new ideas. They're a, you know, a different generation. They're a little bit younger, so to see what they'll bring to the table is is going to be fascinating. Yeah. And Cindy, I would say this, because I know there's a lot of fit pros that are listening in. There's not anyone who's listening in that hasn't really done some soul search in the last nine months. I think everybody, whether it be family and career, business, whatever it is, we've done a lot of soul searching. And one of the things that that I've done is I call it tap into the whispers is I've always asked myself, you know, how can I take my my gifts that I have? And how can I do a better job utilizing them? And I truly believe these moves, although not comfortable for me, like you might hear them and be like, oh, okay, Todd's making some organizational shifts and changes. It sounds really easy. Guys, these are things that I stood and stirred on for not even months, but for years, literally. When I look back for the last three years about where I was going with my career, um, these are things that I hemmed and hawed on. Now, I think COVID-19 certainly brought out, it's time for me now, uh, to not wait any longer to make the impact that I really want to make on a more global basis. But um, I want you to know that if you're in soul searching mode, that you got to tap into your whispers and you got to listen to them. And if it's scary, if it's fearful, that's normal. It's normal. But the question I always ask myself is the work I'm doing going to matter in three years or not. If it's going to matter in three years and you're doing the right stuff, but if you're not and you feel like you have more potential in you, then you've got to act on that. And when you say potential, you might be like, oh, yeah, but Todd, you've achieved this or this or this. You know, you don't know what's inside of me. Just like I don't really know what's inside of you. Like to me, I haven't even hit my full stride yet. So people sometimes from the quote outside say, man, you've achieved this and that. I'm like, I haven't achieved nearly everything that I am going to or want to or need to in order to maximize my potential. Yeah. So for an outsider – I, I don't know what's inside of you. You don't know what's inside of me. The bottom line is we've got to tap into that potential. I, I think it's a worthy point to to say that we often don't even know what's inside of ourselves until right. we do, until we do that Amen. really careful introspect, introspection and and just di dig deeper than we're very surfacey with ourselves sometimes, and so it it takes some pain painful introspection sometimes to do that. Yeah. Well, even pre-COVID, think about when were the greatest lessons in one's life? Probably an injury uh, that you had that was a career-ending injury, possibly, or something that changed the trajectory of your life, or you got married, or you got divorced, or you know, you 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 went bankrupt. You hit the lot. There's usually some monumental events that when you look back, that sometimes you look back, you're like, wow, that was the biggest blessing in my life. But when you were going through it, it was the biggest storm of your life. I want to look back on COVID-19 and say, wow, I made some massive shifts because there was some whispers inside of me that were saying, trust me, trust me, 
do as I say. And I was, I, I adhere to that. And that in a year or two, I'll look back and say, wow, Fitness Quest 10 is thriving even more without how the leadership was. And look at the impact, the imprint I've made uh, on a more global basis. So that's that's what I'm doing. And when you ask about like lessons learned and what I'm doing now, the crazy year in review, it's been one heck of a crazy year. And I wouldn't, I, looking back, I would never have, have uh, projected this way, but um, I'm very grateful too, that we've had the opportunity to reflect, to slow down and think about all the blessings in our life. Yeah. Well, we will look forward to the news coming out of Fitness Quest 10 and, and whatever you're going to unveil, I'm sure it's going to be exciting and, and fun. And I can't wait to hear more about it. So Can you see the smile on my face? <laughs> I do. I see it. I see it. So um, we were scheduled actually to do a podcast last May mm-hmm. to talk about right. your your then new book, Get Your Mind mm. Right. Mm. Get your mind right. Get your mind right. I devoured it as soon as I got my copy, and I wanted to share some of the highlights with with our listeners. Um, In the book, you cover 10 key focus points um, that people can Mm. use to put themselves in the right mindset. They range from deep thinking, philosophical concepts to self-care fundamentals like eating right and recovery. Um, And I know Get Your Mind Right has been a theme that you've lived and taught for many years now. But for those listening and and who may not be among the ranks of the fire-breathing dragons um, who you lead, please summarize what getting your mind right means to you and why you felt it was important to record it in a book. Well, because everyone's heard the the mantra, 90% of success happens between the years. And with two decades of working with the highest level athletes and entrepreneurs and leaders on the planet, what I've learned is um, getting your mind right is paramount to having high performance. You could be physically in the best shape of your life, which contributes to getting your mind right, by the way. But if your mind ain't right, you could be struggling in in different areas. We've got to make sure that the mind is right. The body, the mind, and the soul all work together. So for the last decade, I'd say I've always used that mantra, get your mind right get your mind right. You got to get your mind right. So not just football players and baseball and MMA athletes, but also folks who are in the boardroom and moms and dads, um, athletes who are going through struggles and, and different challenges and adversities of life. It's like, get your mind right. When I realize it's an everyday thing, it's not a once time thing. It's, it's an everyday thing. You got to get your mind right. So 2018, when I was I had a partial knee replacement of my knee, I was in my chair recovering and I had this idea like, get your mind right, TD, I, that self-talk. And that's what I say. I, I, still, I call myself TD, get your mind right, TD, get your mind right. That became a book. And literally during this time, 2018, 2019, I wrote the book, Get Your Mind Right with 10 principles on what you have to do to get your mind right. And it involves not just mental, but even from a time, energy focus standpoint so that it'll help your professional career, which will in turn help your financial um, uh, disposition, position where you're at financially, uh, your family world, what you can do to, to live your best life and how to dream big and how to squash fear, all of the things that can rob us of our best self. Um, so for me, 
once again, I was in a chair contemplating tapping into the whispers. Matter of fact, chapter nine is called tapping into the whispers, <laughs> how we all have to do that. And um, I, I really yeah, like I really like how you how you set it up, how you organize things. It's you know, mm. it's it really speaks to the, the way you think as an athlete, um, as a coach. You take the reader through four quarters of a, of a game right. mindset yep. of getting the yep. most out of life by one, having a game plan and kicking it off. Two, executing key plays through good habits and mastering your time, energy, and focus. Three, quarter three, performing optimally by treating your mind and body right through exercise, nutrition, and recovery. And fourth, finishing strong by living a life worth telling a story about. I'm, I'm curious to know, with all the feedback you've gotten over the past year, which of the key points seems to have resonated the most with readers, and why do you think that is? Hmm. Well, I think the habits part has really resonated deeply because a lot of people have a tough time maintaining great world-class habits. So when you say in quarter one is kickoff, um, I think what's important is most people have a great idea, but they often fail to kick off um, after their dreams are so big to actually take the ball down the field. Well, what's going to help take the ball down the field is once you take, take that action and, and get the ball kicked is the habits that will carry you into uh, a great performance, whatever your performance may be, including your career. So I think the habits part has really been huge people um, wanting more accountability on that. And also um I'll say the last chapter has the live, live a life worth telling a story about what's your story, because the word legacy comes up quite a bit. And I think there's a lot of people, again, in, in reflection time, in soul searching time about what's my life worth? What is my life all about? What's my purpose in life? And to me, chapter one and chapter 10 marry up because chapter one, the kickoff is about your dreams. What do you dream to do? What do you want out of life? And we've got to make sure that our time and our energy is allocated to the things that we want in life. So you've got to organize your time, literally structure. And I share how I structure my time to GSD, get stuff done um, so that I can do what I need to do to ultimately live a life worth telling a story about. Um, so depending on the reader, I think those are some of the key points that have resonated deeply. How about for you personally, if you were to open your book and reread it? I know you're the author, but I think we yeah. often forget the ideas that come from inside of us during this crazy, crazy year which of the principles outlined in the book have you personally found served you the best during chapter nine, tap into the whispers, chapter yeah. nine, tap yeah. into the whispers. It was the, it was by the way, my probably my most difficult chapter to write in the terms of, I was sharing more of my faith than I ever have. I've always kept that kind of, kind of, you know, just to myself. And in that one, I, I share, this is who I am, you know, and this is what makes me me. Um, and this is why I show up. And this is what I do and why I do it. Um, and believe it or not, another tough chapter for me to write was the one on training. Uh, because I was like, how am I going to get everything I know about training into one chapter? It should be a whole book. It could be yeah. a whole book. So to, to consolidate knowledge into that. But tapping the whispers for me, it's, it's, I get emotional because 
I think it's an important thing for everybody. I don't care who's listening right now, mom, dad, a husband or a wife or a trainer, coach, like every day you got to tap into your emotions and your emotions is your spirit. You know, inspiration, we've talked about this before. Inspiration means in spirit, um, inspiration in spirit. How do you get in spirit? Because when you're in spirit, when you get emotional, that invokes motion. So all of these things um, to me, tapping the whispers is the one that, God, if I could keep tapping into the whispers and keep listening and being obedient to what those whispers are saying, I think that's when you align with your purpose deepest and when you could do your best work. Well, and that's we have when to, you feel most fulfillment. We have to be open to, to hear those whispers too. You can't close yourself off, right? It's hard to do. It's really hard. I think I always say this is, you know, the, the, hard, the hardest exercise to do is silence. The hardest exercise that one could do is silence, like meditation, quiet time, just being still. We, you know, it's not bench press or squats or push-ups. And just like I would say, the heaviest weight at the at the uh, the gym is the front door. The toughest exercise is silence, and probably the most important one too, because that allows you to really. I talk about yin and yang energy. Yang is powerful. It's like when you walk into that room that day and there's crazy energy and yang. Be like, are you always like that? No, I'm not. No, I'm not always like that. Matter of fact, the only way to, to do that is to create it, to manifest it. How does that happen? It's because you have a routine, you have a discipline to actually get your yin time, your quiet time, whether that be early in the morning, like I like to do, whether it be the afternoon, the evening, but you've got to have this, this balance in life. And um, most people, most of us don't get enough quiet time. And that's something for myself, I struggle with. It's I, I prioritize um, getting it. I, I dedicate time to it. But the more time I spend in silence, um, the deeper I go and, and, uh, the more alignment I become with my purpose. Yeah. I want to reflect back on something you said earlier about how during, during this past year, you've felt really purpose-driven, but at the same time, you've never felt more tapped out. And maybe that's mm -hmm. because you were not getting, you weren't recharging yourself properly. You weren't, you know, getting that quiet time. You were just, your mind was spinning and you were worried, worried, worried all, too much yeah. rather than taking care yeah. You know, it's interesting. And I don't know if I'm a good example of this, Sandy, probably not. But a lot of times when I've done my most profound work is when I've been most imbalanced, meaning this, when I've written books, I almost become manic. I'm like, I'm, I, I, I just become seven days a week fixated on, I'm going to change the world with this book. Going back to the impact by plan in 2010, I wrote that book in seven weeks, I think it was. And I mean, it was like nonstop um, while I was still training. Um, and I'm not saying that we you should be in balance, but when people say, hey, you know, talk about the word balance, I'm like, I don't know if I believe in balance. I do know this is when you when you do get fixated on something and you feel inspired, it's really important that you do get your mellow yellow time, your quiet time, and you build it in the schedule. Um, for me during the pandemic, I didn't do a good enough job of building in mellow yellow because you couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't, I couldn't escape to Sedona, Arizona, or whatever, you know, whatever trips you wanted to do. Um, so I'd say in that aspect, it was probably the most challenging part for me was actually getting time off. Um, I'd come into my home office here and I would just think and I'd write, I'd journal and I, I was just tapping in. I'd, I was praying more to God, like, how can you use me as a vehicle um, to change the world? Yeah. Mm, good stuff, Todd. Thank you for sharing that. I'm going to switch gears a little bit now. 
Um, about 10 years ago, you were one of the first in the fitness industry to launch a mastermind group. And correct me if it was longer than 10 years ago, but I think it was about a decade. 2008. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tw- now we're 12 years talking, 13. Yeah. Yep. Um, 2007, October, 2007, 2008. Yep. Yeah. Can you share some of the highlights of that journey and the trajectory of the TD Mastermind Institute? Hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I, it's funny because you talk about the Orlando trip. That was right around when I was reading Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich. And not rich of money, but like, how do you just make your life better? How do you surround yourself with people who are going to elevate your state of consciousness and be in a room with, with other like-minded people? So that was, I was really formulating a lot of my ideas about how can I take my career to the next level? I was just seven years into having my brick and mortar business. And, um, you know, in the last 13 years in the mastermind, it's evolved quite a bit. We have different levels. Uh, the institutes are our foundational base level where we have business and leadership and marketing and branding and training and personal growth and development. Um, some of the highlights, honestly, besides the, we do monthly coaching sessions and, and that is our live events. And I can't wait. We're actually starting our live events again here come May. They're going to be smaller. They're more intimate. They're going to be 15 to 20 people in our event center, which we're building here in San Diego. Um, but when you're in a room with other entrepreneurs, other, other like-minded people, there's a lot of things that happen that uh, not only strategy for your business or your or your personal uh, life, but you get ideas from someone else that all of a sudden ignite a dream inside of you. And I can't tell you how many dozens of books have been written, how many businesses have been expanded, how many people have broken from five figures into six figures or six figures into seven, seven figures because of being part of our family. To me, that's what brings me great pride. And I've always said in, in my three and a half day mentorship, one of the things I share is my decree for life. And I would say from a young, from a, from a, uh, a young entrepreneur to a gray old man, part of my dream someday is to be coaching from high on the mountaintops, other fitness professionals. And it's interesting because I'm somewhere in between that now. Um, but one of the things that brings me the, the, the most joy and fulfillment is helping other fit pros, trainers, coaches, and entrepreneurs um, find their purpose, live their purpose, and uh, create more success and significance. I think everyone wants to be successful, but I've been really, really on the significance aspect lately of how do you become significant during this time? That's what the mastermind's all about. It's the business side, it's the personal growth side. And uh, I spend a lot of time with the, with the mastermind family pouring into them. Yeah. Um, this must have been a really interesting year for coaching those who are part of this group. Can you give us mm. a glimpse at some of the pain points they shared, as well as some of the victories this group of Fit Pros experienced yeah. this year? You know, it's interesting because similar to my team at Fitness Quest 10, like it's a microcosm, is I share all the lessons that I'm learning as a business owner and a leader. But also, there were a lot of people who were in a lot of trouble, right? Um, in the fitness business and many businesses have closed. Fortunately, what I said back in early April to my mastermind is now is the time to lean in, lean into me seven days a week, 24 seven. I want you texting me. I want you calling me. I want you to call your teammates, lean in. Don't become a solo, uh, solopreneur out on an Island by yourself because you'll isolate yourself to the point of death. And 
we actually um, not only have maintained our quote membership and our mastermind, it's actually grown because the number of people who really need right now coaching, want coaching, want to go to another level. People who I led a, a program inside of the mastermind called the God Size Dream. Like, what's your God Size Dream? I did it over 90 days of what are your dreams and what are we going to do? Creating that strategy to get to live your ultimate purpose so you can quote pivot your business, your life to set up something for the future when we get back to. Uh, doing what we do best and training people. What are you going to do? So um, it's been amazing to see some of the transformations and many people have at least added, obviously the online training uh, side of the business. So there are people who are streaming live classes or classes on demand in their businesses. I, we call that hybrid model now. And that's, I think a, a wave of the future, but I'm also sharing with the mastermind and those in the industry is guys, our industry is perfectly positioned to help more people than ever before coming out of this pandemic. I believe 20, the tail end of 2021, 22, moving forward, my goodness, if you're a fitness professional, there are going to be so many people that we can help and save, literally save and transform their lives because of the stress, the depression, the anxiety, all the different issues and challenges that people are having, including kids. Our kids program is through the roof right now. Parents are like sick and tired of, of not having kids in school or as kids aren't in sports and things that I get, as you can see, I'm raising my voice and becoming passionate about it is um, these are the things I'm addressing inside of the mastermind with, with our, uh, with our members. And, and um, I, I, again, I feel like I've done some of my best work in the last year, coaching people and mentoring people uh, on a call the other day with the mastermind I shared. I don't know why sometimes I feel like I do my best work when my back's against the wall, but most people listening probably can attest to that because there's four different levels of success and significance. You got, you got survival, stability, success, and significance. Many people are living in survival mode. Now we've got to get to stability mode. Once you're in stability mode, you seek success mode, but ultimately you seek significance mode. So I want to make sure that we can think, what is your purpose? What's going to lead you to significance? And even now, if you're in survival mode, how do you make sure you're not just reacting to everything going on in the world? How can you truly set up your systems, your life, design your life, your days, your weeks, your months, your quarters, and the year so that you can set it up to get not only to stability, but to success and ultimately significance. Now it's a great opportunity for change. That's what we talk about in the mastermind. So there definitely has to be a rhyme to the reason or you're just going to spin your wheels. It sounds like you just have to have a plan. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people kind of floating right now and, and being in reactionary mode. And I, I don't think that's ever a good good thing just to be reacting in waiting mode. It's a, It'll dry up your energy or drop your inspiration. It's kind of, I'll wait until we get through this. I'll wait and see what happens to the economy. No, 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 no. <laughs> be the thermostat, not the thermometer, right? You be the one who's going to set the temperature. Um, last I checked, with, even with Fitness Quest 10, there's a reason why more people are showing up now Within the last, you know, eleven months, um, the messaging going out to our community and our tribe is right now is a time that we've got to double double down on our personal health and care. Now is the time that you got to be getting in your workouts. I don't care if you're if you're on our online portal or if you're coming live, but you need to be making a commitment to your health and fitness, and you need a coach. You know, coach is going to pull everything out of you uh, that you possibly have because there's nothing more important than your health. That's been proven by the hundreds of thousands of deaths with COVID-19, but guess what? On the, on the side of that, there's a whole nother pandemic going on um, with men 
mental health, um, with with stress, with heart disease, with cancer, uh, opioid all these, addiction, all, all of that of, stuff, all of that, everything that's going on is that's the fight that we as as life transformers and coaches are in right now, and it's going to go far longer than than the the, the COVID nineteen pandemic. So you've you've touched on this a little bit with references to, um, you know, working more in the wellness sphere with all of these things people need right now and with hybrid models. But looking ahead, what what do you see for um, the fitness industry in general? Has the pandemic fundamentally reshaped the way that we're going to do business from now on? And um, how can fit pros prepare themselves to be in a ready position when the smoke clears? Yeah, well. I think you've heard me say before, you can only go as far as you grow. And I think people who are personally growing and going deeper than ever before in their own life can help their clients and help their members more than ever. Because I think right now, not only can you help people physically, but you can help them energetically. You can help them mentally. And that's going to require the best people to show up. We need trainers showing up at their best. And that's hard sometimes when you're tired, when you're not feeling inspired or when you're down, it's like, how do I be my best? It's becoming that servant, that servant mentality, that servant leadership. We talk about like, how can I serve today? I'm tired, but how can I serve today? Because all of a sudden what happens is when you begin in the servant mode, how can I serve today? Now, all of a sudden, it's not about me. It's not about us as trainers. It's how can I help the other person? And all of a sudden there's an energy exchange that happens because of the servant mentality. And that servant mentality, all of a sudden your energy and inspiration goes up because of that mentality. Next thing you know, you're creating something very, very uh, attractive called energy, positive energy is attracting. And that's going to allow your community and the, and the culture within your studio, your business, your online community to elevate. And, um, when I look at this, I think there's a lot of people coming in through the doors right now or coming in through your streaming if you're online and people want their whole bodies addressed. Mm-hmm. They want that. But some of the best work I think is that's important to do is not just the physical aspect, but I'm going to I'm going to challenge all you trainers out there is even the last 3 to 5 minutes of a session or a class online or live Spend three to five minutes in Savasana and corpse pose, lie down and, and encourage them to breathe, bring them through a guided med- meditation or visualization. I'm doing that with all my pro athletes right now. All of my, I teach tonight, we're recording this on a Wednesday. I'm teaching that t- tonight. I'll do the same thing. And guess what? People are like, can we get 30 minutes of that? We need more of that. So the whole being is addressed, not just the body, but the whole being is addressed physically, mentally, emotionally, maybe even spiritually as well, that you can have someone walk away saying, wow. I feel so good. Now I'm a better mom or dad, um, a better husband or wife, better human being. So I think that the whole, the coach who addresses the whole being is going to be in high demand. I think that coaching, coaching, not just like physical training, personal training, but coaching as a business, um, I call it impact coaching There's obviously many different forms of life coaching, but I think life coaching per se is going to be very prevalent. Those trainers who want to get into quote life coaching, because a lot of people right now who are in search mode, there's a lot of people who are in their forties, fifties, and even sixties who are searching for their next career, their next step in life. The first 20 or 30 years they were doing something and there's been a tickle to do something else. 
but someone has to guide them and coach them um, to really discover what that new purpose may be. So I think life coaching or aligning yourself with a life coach uh, is going to be smart as well. And obviously, I don't need to go into the online training world. I think that's going to be here to stay. There's a lot of individuals and companies that are doing that pretty darn well. But uh, I would say, don't just chase whatever everyone else is doing. Once again, tap into your whispers, say, mm-hmm. how can I best serve the people I'm serving? And whether that be 10 people, whether it be 25, 50, 100, 1,000, 10,000, it's never about the numbers. It's about the energetic beings who are showing up online or listening to this podcast or showing up at your brick and mortar studio. And oh man, I only have three people in class tonight. That's okay. You have three people that you can make a difference in their life and the the people they're going to impact is going to affect dozens of people. So it's keeping that mentality of serving other people. I think that's the wave of the future. Our future is bright. And I think a lot of people are like, man, I don't know if I want to be a trainer coach. Those who can stick it out and really go deeper on themselves and discover them best, their best selves, I think are in for a very fulfilling future as a coach, as a trainer, as a group exercise instructor, um, as an influencer, whatever it is that you want, whatever your purpose is, go there and be great at it. I think that's a mic drop moment. Um, I couldn't have scripted an, an, a better ending than that. Todd, this has been such a treat. Um, thank you so much for being here and spending time and, and sharing your wisdom with us. Um, and so before we sign off, if you would please share um, Tell people how they can connect with you, either through social media, your website, or other other means. And we'll put all of that in the show notes as well. Yeah, uh, several different ways. Number one, uh, if you want to listen, I've got a podcast as well. It's called The Todd Can Impact Show. So you can listen to that if you uh, are digesting these awesome podcasts uh, that Sandy and Idea are doing uh, at that. Also social media, most of it's just at Todd Durkin. So Instagram uh, is at Todd Durkin, Facebook. Just go to ToddDurkin.com, ToddDurkin.com and all of our our uh, our programs are there. Our mastermind program is there. Any other program in the industry or out of the industry is all at ToddDurkin.com. Thanks again, TD. It's, it's always such a pleasure to spend time with you. Um, I feel that energy. I feel that love. Um, and I hope you'll come back on the podcast again real soon. Sandy, thank you for what you're doing. Uh, you've been a part of the idea family for a long time and, uh, you know, how I feel about idea. I'm forever indebted, uh, to idea, um, near and dear to my heart all the way back when Peter and Kathy, 2004 was a trainer of the year. And um, ever since that time, any idea event, I don't care if it's a live event, online event, if I could be part of an idea event, I'm always honored. It's a great, great family there. And uh, you're a big part of it, Sandy. So thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for getting your message out. There's so many great fit pros out there. Um, If you ever need anything from me, you know it. Don't hesitate to ask. I'm humbled. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Wow, that was so great. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed talking with Todd Durkin. If you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, you can find the Idea Fit Pro Show on iTunes and other platforms. Check the show notes for details. We would be honored if you took a minute to give us a rating, and we'd be so grateful if you would share the show link and news about the podcast on your social feeds. Meantime, we'll keep working hard to bring you more great material like this. To learn more about the topics Todd and I covered today, you'll find the links to his book, Get Your Mind Right, his website, and his social media links in today's notes. 
If you're looking for more idea content or want to learn more about membership, visit our website at ideafit.com. We also host the Listen and Learn CEC podcast, the fitness industry's first and only Audible CEC program. We know how busy you are, so we wanted to provide a handy way to help you listen, learn, and earn credits toward your certification renewal. Each episode contains information from our award-winning fitness journal and has been approved for one CEC by more than 25 certification agencies. You can download both IdeaFit Pro Show and Idea Listen and Learn CEC podcast in the iTunes store and other platforms. The links are in the show notes. This is Sandy Webster signing off. Until next time, stay positive and keep inspiring the world with your special magic. Don't ever forget that you make a huge difference in the lives of others and that idea is here to support you in this critical purpose. Thanks for all you do to make the world a happier, healthier place.